Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to the All-American Brit Podcast on the Believe Podcasting Network. I am your host, Johnny McKeown. And today I'm thrilled to be joined once again by my good friend Derek Goh. Derek is, of course, a passionate Bills fan, but a very knowledgeable National Football League fan. And he joins me here today on the podcast. How are you doing, Derek? I'm doing great, Johnny. Thanks for that introduction. Gassing me up a little bit. Maybe more than I deserve, but I love it. And I'm happy to be here, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Of course, the NFL draft was this weekend. It's a huge event. I mean, I, I always <laughs> yeah. think that like, I always think they should add more American football games because the country is so obsessed with it and they want it. But the truth is, American football is kind of a 12 month sport. I mean, you've got <laughs> so much going on. And this this is such a huge event. Talk a bit about the NFL draft and the the importance of it in the calendar of the NFL season. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. So this is I mean, NFL loves this, right, that we're talking about football in in april and may the season's not till september and yeah i mean that's what this is this has become it didn't used to be the nfl draft the way we know it within the decade it's gotten to be this massive massive event whereas one it was one day for all seven rounds 20 20 years ago now it's this huge huge deal it's information that you can get on your phone the next day and it doesn't affect your life at all, like directly. It's just like watching names get announced. But um, the ceremony of it has really become its own monster. And it and I'd say that like the people who are there, the people who you see out there in the uh, in the seats at the draft are like the ultimate fans, I think. But uh, I mean, as far as a, an actual uh, event, I think that it's it's maybe a little a little bigger than. <laughs> that it maybe needs to be but hey if that isn't like the nfl and if that isn't america then i don't know what is <laughs> i mean it's a massive event they, they yeah. held it in a kind of outdoor arena almost in cleveland fans were able mm-hmm. to be there unlike last year so it was certainly a, a massive event and it always you can just tell that the people that are there are just absolute diehards there was a but you know the cleveland fans were there in in droves because of the event being held in cleveland there's a mm-hmm. bloke who dressed up as randy savage he was macho fan <laughs> i mean it was just great i mean it's just course. crazy and of so course. that that's that's partly the 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 allure and the kind of the grandeur of the nfl is captured in this event and i find the whole kind of the ecosystem, the, the kind of how the collegiate system is so involved, how it's so competitive. Um, people follow, follow college football as their main sport in, yep. in some cases. What, what's your view on this? What, how, how much do you equate the ability in college football to be able to transfer into the National Football League? Well, I mean, that's a really artful question. And that's what GMs get paid to do, right? Trying to figure out that because some it's different for some. Some just people are... Uh, are built for the next level right away. And some people have to work at it. Yeah. The NFL doesn't have a minor league. It doesn't have a feeder system. So the college game is that system. And I'm not a huge college football guy. Like 
but just given it's like that's the NFL feeding system, I'm aware of like the hot schools, um, where the talent's coming from. Like you catch the highlights every once in a while of some great uh, receiver or running back and pretty much always quarterbacks. You're just like are on your radar at all points in time. Like can't wait to see Trevor Lawrence come up through the uh, to the rankings. And they always start to get these like you get to know who the seniors are and who's going to declare for the draft. And you have an idea what their talent is and uh, whether they're they have like high ceiling, but coming in at a low floor. Right. Like, which means they got a lot of work to do, but they have great potential or like or you have these blue chip can't miss prospects like like a Trevor Lawrence type that have just been like built up and built up and built up over time. And sometimes people can deal with that pressure that like, oh, this guy's going to change your franchise. They're going to change your life. We're going to give you millions of dollars. Just like, and you don't know who it is. Like some people, once you get to that next level, it will, it'll crush them. And, and you get to have this mental fortitude to, to, to make it in the next level on top of having like the physical ability that, you, you know, is, is you, you can see on tape, but what you can't see on tape is whether somebody's going to thrive in the NFL. There's quite a few picks that I'd love to talk about on the kind of granular sure. level, talking about some of these young athletes that are hoping to make a, a big impact on these franchises. And let's get into it. The first pick, of course, and you mentioned him already, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, mm. they, they were showing graphics comparing Lawrence to the likes of um, John Elway, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck. Yeah. Just a guaranteed number one guy. There was there seemingly was no doubt that he would be the Jaguars pick. What do you know about Trevor Lawrence? What do you think about Trevor Lawrence? And, and what can we expect from Trevor Lawrence? I know he's got great hair, right? <laughs> like everybody's all the time. That's all everybody's talking about. Uh, right? yeah. the, like, the, he's that the, guy the, with the hair, right? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, well, he's uh, he's been a huge deal since high school, actually. If you want to go down, for anyone listening as well, you want to go down a great YouTube wormhole. The Nike had this like 11 on 11 young quarterbacks league for high school guys, and they give them this guy named Trent Dilfer. And, they, and he really coaches them up for like seven, eight, eight episodes and culminating in a tournament at the very end but they sort of measure they measure like your your you know your, the accuracy they put them through all these drills that like throw strength and then like the mental fortitude and then the every at the end of every day they rank them like you like you've either fallen or, or risen on the list and that's like the big you know at the end of the, each episode it's like have you where are they now trevor lawrence right away day one they put him at the top and they were just like you're number one and, and he's like cool great all right. And then just like kind of and, and it went on to the next day and stayed at number one and stayed at number one and stayed at number one. And, th- and they kept putting pressure on him, like in an, an almost an unfair way. It's a really fascinating series. And he just h- held on to the number one and he, and he never messed up. He just kind of kept staying on the top. And that's, I think, incredibly, incredibly difficult to do. And he has figured out how to stay like consistently successful and consistently uh, a, a high talent um, with all the pressure in the world out of high school and then went on to play in Clemson and be as dominant as he looked in high school and then number one draft pick to Jaguars can't miss I imagine he's ready for this moment well we'll be seeing a lot of Trevor Lawrence in a Jaguars uniform they're hoping that he can be the franchise guy and transform them and another team that's hoping that a quarterback can change their fortunes is of course Zach Wilson he's got talking about hair he's got superhero hair Zach Wilson I mean, he put <laughs> that, that jet he put that Jets hat on and it didn't shift it was like Captain America <laughs> hair it was, you know quite something what do you make of Zach Wilson what do you make of uh, the New York Jets and is this going to be the beginning of the change of their fortune of course they drafted a QB what two or three years ago that they've given up on this is a this is 
is a big move for the Jets. I mean, the Jets fans are, you know, <laughs> dealing with constant struggle and, and strife and difficulty and whatever else. There's a lot of things you can say about being a Jets fan, but is this the beginning of a new yeah. chapter for the New York Jets? Oh, man. Well, let me be the first to say... Yes, it will be. I think it will be. <laughs> as much as I, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge Buffalo Bills fan. And I've, you know, we've been at the bottom of, of the AFC East together, us Jets and, and Bills wallowing in the in the mud down there with the Patriots just like, you know, step into another Super Bowl victory. So like, I get their pain. And we went without uh, a playoff game for 17 seasons at all, like not even a sniff of it. So I know the feeling of like always like wondering if it's if is this the draft that like finally this is the quarterback and inevitably you got to say that you believe it. You know, you got to you got to be in because you got to give them the chance. He's he's so Zach Wilson is uh, kind of came on the scene in just one season, like out of nowhere, had this remarkable season for BYU was kind of unheard of as a as a prospect before that moment this his senior year i mean so that's what people i guess are worried they only worry that they would have is that he only did it for one season um kind of like a mitchell trubisky in a in a little bit you know just had so much good tape you watch some of the highlights of zach wilson and he's the it's he's the most of all the quarterbacks that went in the first round he's the most fun to watch objectively in my opinion objectively in my opinion yeah, but uh yeah. he's uh he really i mean he's like a little lightning bolt and the way he he can like just flip the ball off his wrist. It's what you want to see in your franchise quarterback. He's got a little bit of an edge to him, a little bit of like a cockiness to him, which you can love it or hate it. I'm going to love to hate it because it's just like, ah, Zach Wilson. Oh, this, this, this smarmy kid. But yeah, I mean, he's got, he's got an, he's got an electric talent, a great arm, very mobile. Uh, He's just got a, he's got a, he's, he is unproven. So I would say that the spotlight is now on him for the first time, and it's in New York City. Well, mm. it's in New Jersey, but it's with the New York press, right. um, and they're ruthless. So, you know, I don't want to pile on at all in any way because he hasn't even started yet. But um, I look forward to, to seeing him twice a, twice a year. And then uh, the third pick in the draft was, of course, Trey Lance going to the San Francisco 49ers. I saw a mattress ad, uh, a commercial <laughs> featuring Trey Lance and it was before wow. the draft had even, even happened I, I I wasn't aware of who Trey Lance was but it, it goes to show that kind of how huge this event is you know like we were speaking of earlier and how big it is that a mattress company will entrust their brand name to a potential pick in a draft what do you make of Trey Lance how is he going to transform the 49ers what do you think of this this kind of young talent a running quarterback uh, we talk about you talk about the NFL right now there's such a premium put on athletic quarterbacks that don't just throw the ball that can be a run threat and Trey I think of of those first 3 is is one of those is the top guy in that kind of realm would you agree yeah uh physical traits wise yes he was more unknown he was the most unknown quarterback prospect which is such a surprise that he went as high as three to san francisco 49ers who were rumored to take mac uh jones out of alabama so trey lance was was definitely one of these like unknown but with a high ceiling all the physical ability he's got the strong arm he's got a i mean he's really strong arm and he's got a and he's a really strong runner he's not as like actually, I think Zach Wilson's actually faster. I don't know. I didn't check in on their forty times. I don't know who uh, who is the fastest quarterback of all of them. He's just kind of this like strong and mighty type. If you if you have a worry about your offensive line, 
you want a quarterback like Trey Lance um, because he'll just weather, he'll just take a beating and can stay strong and firm. And he is just from a very, very small school. And there's some philosophies that if you don't play against uh, elite competition in college, then that is the biggest unproven factor. Like that is the biggest risk you can take with a prospect is taking him from a smaller school who haven't played against not only like top level talent in college, but like, how do you go from wherever they were at this time, at this small place in a small division um, to suddenly jumping into the NFL? And like, some people can do it. Like Josh Allen did it. I got lucky. Like, well, we had a very patient program. And I think that Mike Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers are going to have to be patient with Trey Lance. It's, it's a huge risk that they took up there, but I think that they'll be rewarded because, you know, no risk it, no biscuit. end for the Falcons. Are the, fi- are the Falcons really only a tight end away from getting back to the big game? No, absolutely not. No, there's, there's a <laughs> I lot think of a lot of people were kind of surprised by this pick. There's a big rebuild that needs to kind of go on in Atlanta. Were you surprised by this pick at all? I mean, I'm from a from a relatively kind of uh, informed outsider perspective, I, I saw that pick and I went, really? That's the, that's the pick? Tight end? Yeah. Well, they were looking for a quarterback and I think that's the right. only other like level of, of talent that at like at that pick so they could have used it to trade back and gotten more picks i think but um kyle pitts is him and him and uh, trevor lawrence were the best two football players this year period you watch what they're able to do and everything else melts away like kyle pitts is a generational talent uh, at tight end it, there's there's no there, he, he's going to be better than george kittle he's going to be he's going to be as good, if not, he has more athletic uh, upside than Bronkowski. He's he's gonna he's incredible. He's incredible. So he's he's gonna be somebody to watch definitely. And I don't think that the NFL is gonna like the speed of the NFL is gonna slow him down at all. I think he's gonna adapt to it and 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 fly. So you know, Matt Ryan's only got like a couple years left. He's the guy, and so they should be maybe looking for a successor there. I don't know if they did later in the draft uh, go, go for a quarterback. I'm not sure. But yeah, no, it was an interesting pick as far as need for them. But as but if you are of the philosophy that we want the best player available, talent, right? Then and then you then you did a great pick. Uh, you got a you got a generational talent at tight end. It's just how how much does tight end carry a team? Um, we'll, we'll see. I'm going to skip a couple of picks further down to the 11th pick. The Bears traded with the Giants to get their first round pick. Uh, giving up quite a few picks in the next couple of years, all to get quarterback Justin Fields. This video of this kid in Chicago went viral. He was sobbing, crying, and he was wearing <laughs> these Buckeyes pajama pants as well. He was just and and then the, his dad over in the uh, in the background was going, "We're we're stoked over here in Chicago, bud. Justin <laughs> Fields, man. <laughs> you know what did you make of what did you make of the Bears' as Justin Fields pick? It's uh, there's there's a couple of really excited fans, including this this crying kid in Chicago. What do you think of Justin? <laughs> Fields to Chicago. Well, little child, I think that you'll be okay. I think that <laughs> Justin Fields will. Well, I think that the tears, they're, they're worth it. You didn't just humiliate yourself for nothing when you watch it in the future. I, uh, I think that Justin Fields, he was one. He was my favorite quarterback. He was my favorite, actually. He, uh, 
he's got a really, really quiet determination about him. And his leadership is is like kind of from this like quiet, like, you know, we're all getting we're, we're going to get it done. All right. You like we're all getting it done. Like enough, enough fooling around. Like it's going to it's going to ha- it's like this really focused, solid. So he's got, I think, this really special uh, intangible quality that uh, the Bears are going to realize pretty soon. And they, I think they have they have like a really, a really great quarterback. His his big the reason he fell as was far as he did um, and wasn't up near the top was uh, the way he throws the ball. I think people uh, got on him about that. I was watching some ridiculous ESPN breakdown of the quarterback's throwing motion. I just happened to get it. I'm not I didn't mean to look at it, <laughs> but I, I was watching throwing motions of quarterbacks and just staring at them and like, yes, yes, it makes sense. This is like nothing to me. I'm not going to be a GM one day looking at quarterback throwing motions. <laughs> but uh, but like it was, you know, they showed Trevor Lawrence, they showed Trey Lance and they showed Mac Jones and Zach Wilson, these like tight little C's like their arm goes back and forward and it does this perfect little C and Justin Fields went up and they're like, and now this is Justin Fields. And it was like this wackadoo zany little candy cane thing that went like wild and you're like what was that and so they took away the graphic and then you just like look at the motion and he does this like thing where he brings it he almost like a baseball throw and like that's a lot of times that like people who are maybe great baseball players um that go to be quarterbacks because boy that boy can throw a ball but like <laughs> it's different because the wind up is like it's from very low and then you just bring it across your whole body and football needs to be a more compact motion, not only because the ball is kind of like it, you just got to keep the ball on, on a level, but it's um, it's because like people are coming to kill you. You don't just get all the time to throw the ball. And if you if your wind up motion is is too long, then you have a defensive end that just comes in, swats it away. So I think people are really worried about Justin Fields getting pressured. And like you can you, as a defensive coordinator, you can sal- you salivate a little bit with a quarterback that takes that long to throw the ball. So I think that's why he fell as, as far as he did. However, like I said, this is intangible quality about it. And if you, again, I'm going to reference that Elite 11 Trevor Lawrence uh, season, they're the same year and they've grown up together and they've been in fierce competition. And, and he was he was flexing up and down two or three, two or three, and but always like nipping at, at Trevor Lawrence's uh, ankles. So like, I don't know, he and he, you could just see his determination um, from from high school, from very early on, and he was a top prospect, just like Trevor Lawrence. And if Trevor Lawrence didn't exist, I think that at the time he would have been like the most sensational talent. So he he is incredibly talented, and I'm surprised he fell as far as he did. And I think Chicago got themselves a quarterback. It was a good trade. I think that'll be one of the interesting storylines and one of the storylines you talk about in the future. Another big one, and it could signal the end for Cam Newton in. New England, Mac Jones to the Patriots. What do you think of this kind of quarterback? People have compared him to the kind of accuracy and uh, simplicity that Tom Brady kind of went at. What Mm -hmm. do you think of Mac Jones to the Patriots? Oh, he's a Patriots guy. Like you look at him and you're just like, that makes sense. There's nothing that doesn't make sense there. He's the least mobile of all of them. So uh, the way that the NFL has been trending is toward a mobile quarterback type. Um, Mac Jones is not. (laughs) <laughs> there's this picture going on like around the internet of him like kind of hanging out with his shirt off and he's got a big old cigar in his mouth and he's just being a big old Alabama quarterback because they're kings of the world down there in Alabama if you're quarterback he's got this big old blimpy belly and you're like <laughs> that doesn't look like a like a soup like that doesn't quite look like the prospect you 
you, you'd want coming out? Or like, does this guy take it seriously? Like how, you know, how, you know, that's just that kind of for a pro athlete, you look at that and you say like, are you taking this seriously? And, and I think that like, so there are some character concerns about Mac Jones and it has been in the past with Alabama guys. There have been a lot of Alabama quarterbacks with sensational talent um, who, who just like, um, something, something goes like, I, it just, it's been a while since an Alabama quarterback made the transition to like full potential in the NFL. Um, and a lot of that, it has to do like character concerns that come out and I don't know what happens down there in Alabama, but they come out feeling like golden gods and then they get a rude awakening when they come to the NFL. And so I, I don't know, Mac Jones is like, he has a great, yeah, very accurate, strong arm. Um, like I keep saying strong arm, but that it's like, a necessity some some quarterbacks are accurate with and they just float balls and they get intercepted and they were it worked in college but that speed that just that little extra arm strength is the difference between being like a heisman trophy winner in college and then being like nathan peterman out of nowhere throwing five interceptions in one in one half you know so just it, that that's a big thing so he's got the arm he's got the nfl arm strength that you look for it's just the character concerns and his inability to be mobile uh but i think you know, Patriots, they needed to do something because Cam Newton's not the long-term answer. And we'll see if Mac Jones is. Well, Bill Belichick will be getting him into shape and getting him into the <laughs> Patriot way. Bill Belichick oh, actually yeah. went viral uh, posting a video of him and his dog, Nike. Have you seen oh, that video? Yeah. Just I'm gonna play the. I'm going to play the clip right now for everyone. <laughs> Please do. What do you think you're in a seventh round, huh? All right, got it. What is what does he say there? I can't understand. I can't. Uh, you don't know no pick number seven for seventh round pick or something. Yeah, I gotta you know watch it again. But yeah, it's uh, it yeah he just yeah. But like what exactly? He just (laughs) (laughs) and then he what gets it for me is his turn back to the camera and just like (laughs) the weird smile. Sits there and he's like cut 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 you can just like see it in his eyes he's like enough i didn't want to do this anyway get this dog out of here like he just <laughs> such a i don't know it went it happened because last year during the draft like right. they cut back to him and he had just like walked out of camera off camera and his dog just jumped up in the seat and was kind of hanging out in the seat and so like the espn and nfl network cut back to to the patriots oh what is bill belichick thing is this this there's a little dog just sitting the dog there and like, where's Bill? <laughs> <laughs> it's just his dog. So it is. So he felt he had to like, all right, I'll do the dog again. Do the but dog he's bit. just, yeah. God, man, no soul. <laughs> a lot of, of, Sunday, lot of rings though. <laughs> as of Sunday, they had 1.5 million views on that video. And I swear it would have only been 300K if they put subtitles on it because <laughs> just people were just listening back to just figure out what he was trying to say. You know, it's a more it was a more normal draft this year. It was, you know, fans of president enjoying the festivities. There was a did you see the marriage proposal that happened? A couple no. of fans jumped a couple of fans jumped on the draft stage oh, and amazing. he proposed yeah. with a ring pop and she <laughs> said yes. They, they were uh, 
they were clad in uh, Kansas City Chiefs gear. So hopefully ah. this year this will it'll all pan out, and maybe they'll run onto the field, and Mahomes can marry them. <laughs> you know, the other thing that really struck me was the the commissioner's chair, and you know how oh how Roger Godell is such a is Roger Godell just like the ultimate sucker for punishment? I mean, he's just so consistently booed by fans. I mean, what? I mean, I'd I'd love to ask you about Roger Godell. I don't think we've properly talked about him. What makes him different than other commissioners of the past? And, and what is it that, that stands out about Roger Goodell to you? Uh, Roger Goodell is a brilliant, brilliant marketer. That's what he is. He's, he's an ad man. And that's what he's done. And that's, that's, that's his legacy is like what we're looking at right now is like the draft. It's gotten this big. He brought his chair out from like the virtual draft. His marketing team must have known that like if you want to be viral, bring a little call back, you know, and like right. keep it all connected. So you get rewarded like you saw like, oh, that's the chair from last year. Oh, isn't that amazing? It's on stage. Cheesy as it is, you know, it's like he's like, oh, God. And the man comes out and gets booed, which has just become tradition by this point. Now that's like when the commissioner walks out, he's and you see him trying to combat it by bringing out like legends with him and like like oh you can't boo if Joe Thomas is standing next to you <laughs> or you know like oh whoever he had. It's and so obvious, yeah. It's so and, obvious. But and my favorite part is when they when he has another person make the announcement <laughs> and like a person yeah, got up who was like how about them cowboys and then everyone boos and he really <laughs>, laughs about it. It's like he's like see they boo other people too. It's not just me. Oh my god, yeah. I, he, I just think man. of him as a real sucker for punishment. I mean he's he is really clever and what the NFL have done and with this draft, you're absolutely right. I guess oh, yeah, that is his at, vision. Look at the NFL, yeah. at the NFL the way they've they've gone international the way that they have the games in the uk i think he's been a huge part of that has there been a commissioner that has been universally loved or is it the is it the kind of essence of the nfl to kind of hate the person in charge because they might not help their their individual team is it that simple the latter yeah the latter that is as simple as that it's just like it's just the hating of like the authority figure and whoever's in charge like he's just he's no matter what decision he makes he's gonna piss off somebody and like they're gonna let him know you know, the, the gregarious people that they all are. We all are as fans. So, yeah, it's just him being the head of a, of a of being a millionaire at the head of the sporting. You have this massive, massive, massive league. And that, I mean, that, yeah, that has just only grown. It's, I mean, I think the growth, like, if you want to look at it as a company, it's growth in as far as the way it dominates television, the way, you know, it pulls in more people. They just added another game. So there'll be just another, there'll be a whole nother week of, of content. It's just when it's the, and you get to look at the guy in his face, it's like responsible for that. And you know that like, he's sort of tough. He's a sucker for punishment, but he's Teflon because he's got all, he's right. looking at his success. Right. Like, look at all, look at the NFL. We all love the NFL. So you can boo him all he wants. He doesn't care. He's like, if I think at first he cared, but now I, I think that it's just, it's just you just boo the guy in charge because you know he's you know he can take it. I think you know I, I talk about a lot of different sports on this podcast, but I think when I look at the NFL and whenever I talk about the NFL, the product of the game is so strong and the fan base mm. is so strong. I mean, the fan base isn't going anywhere. There very little rattles them, and the commitment to these organizations is kind of. I think unparalleled in any of the other sport. I think there are a lot yeah. of diehard fans out there, but there's something very unique about a diehard NFL fan. And so I, I did want to ask that about Roger Goodell because I think he's done some amazing things for the NFL, but he's just so, mm. he seems so universally hated, but it seems that that's <laughs> yeah. inevitable almost yeah, in that position. It's, it's just like a very particular sport that it, like, I think fans are kind of di like crazy and different about it in its own unique way. And the pe And the reason that like, like you said, the product is so strong by itself that like you can look at it and like it. And if you play it, 
Like, it's just like you, you, you love it. And I, you know, yeah, I, I share that sentiment with him. I did love playing football. It's like a very particular, scary and, and fun game to play. You know, we talked just after the Super Bowl. We talked about the the events of the league and what was going on. We talked about a couple, quite a few things, but I do want to just kind of highlight your bills for a second. What did you yes. make of your bills in the draft? What did you make of the picks? And what do you think about the, you know, we talked about how the future looks really bright for the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen's kind of growth. And now I think he's a real leader in Buffalo. What did you think of the picks? What do you think of your team? I I love I love the, uh, the first round pick, uh, Gregory Rousseau. He's a edge rusher out of Miami very unrefined massive human being that I think that just like they want to the coaches just want to get their hands on him and, and like more mold him into like the f- ideal pass rusher because that's what he is he's just this mass six foot seven like 300 pound piece of clay that they get to like all right now we're gonna have this this monster and there's you know the my favorite video that went viral at the draft was him standing next to Zach Wilson and Zach Wilson looking terrified they had these five <laughs> picks stand next to each other and he, Zach Wilson looked like he was standing in a hole like he looked like he was like <laughs> low and then and then he and because Gregory Russo I mean he was above everybody else so he just looked like this and, and he's, a, he's he's coming for you Zach he's coming for you Zach um <laughs> so like that was that was wonderful to see like you know effortlessly charismatic he's just standing there he's like giving this like <laughs> But he's just this massive person. He doesn't have to do anything. So that was a great. I think that edge rusher is is a is a burgeoning need because we have aging players there. They're good now, but it's it's it. They're, they're this time is is running out. I think on Jerry Hughes and and certainly Mario Williams was just a one year contract. Um, so that was a good that was a good grab. Um, after that, it was what it was uh, another egg, edge rusher. His name was Boogie Basham. Boogie Great Basham. Name. Great what a name. What, what a I mean, name. That's worth just getting the jersey just for the name, even if he doesn't play much. That's fantastic. <laughs> Boogie Basham. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's his name. Like, uh, so he's a defensive end as well. So they went, they doubled up on defensive end. And then uh, and then it was like wide receivers and, and offensive, well, it was offensive tackle. And then, and as the, as the round went on, it, and especially this year, it became very apparent that there was, a pretty big fall off in talent, according to all the scouts, because of the COVID season. A lot of players opted out. Greg, our, our first round pick, he didn't even play last year. They had to go off his 2019 tape because he opted out of the season. And a lot of people that did opt out of that last season or their last uh, year at school have been allowed to come back. And so a lot of really talented people wanted to play their fifth season who maybe opted out. And there was a lot of people in college because it was it was really, really you know scary in the beginning. And everybody was trying to do what was right. You know, so so they want to go back and put the right stuff on tape. Now we have we have a big better understanding of what's going on. And so, like, I think that there was a, a pretty big dearth of talent in this year just because um, because everybody's gone back to play some more. Uh, so I, you know, at the end, they got like a wide receiver out of Houston, filled out the roster a little bit. But, you know, I, I really like the like I said, I like the that they went defense. I think that's the need. And uh yeah, if they can keep growing in that regard, I think the offense is like it's all Brian Dayball and Josh Allen um, running the show. Um, and I think that they didn't really they've got a pretty they got a pretty good core there um, on offense. And I don't know, I'm just I'm really I think that this season could be electric. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how the bills come like out of the gates.
well, it's in the history books now. The 2021 draft is complete. And I think the thing that's most interesting is now kind of storing that and going back and looking at it on time. And in prepping for this episode, I kind of looked at some of the storylines from drafts of the past. And there are some incredible storylines and two particulars that I want to kind of draw upon. Tom Brady was drafted 199th by the Patriots. Six other quarterbacks were drafted before him. He was drafted in the late round. And look at the talent that he turned into. And then also the 2005 draft. I watched a, a, an NFL film on that, which was fascinating. Aaron Rodgers was supposed to be the number one guy. Grew up outside of California. Was going to get picked number one by the 49ers. And he didn't. And he got and he got delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. And he ended up getting picked, what, like 23rd, 26th or something by the Packers? Yeah. And that was a steal. And so what I think is really interesting about this is there are these bona fide guys. They're talking about Trevor Lawrence like John Elway and Peyton Manning. But there could be a guy that was drafted in the third round that could change the whole face of the league. And I think that's really exciting. I think that's really cool. Yeah, that is. I mean, that's special. That's 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 the underdog. And we all love the underdog, you know. And there's there's some people that maybe even didn't go drafted, you know, after they called undrafted free agents. There's the guys that are just lingering around waiting their homes for that phone call that never came. And then and then they get it and they. You know, you're sitting there in your living room and your mom and your friends and all your family have been sitting around you waiting, like supportive. And then you're this is like day seven the drafts over. Uh, you know, it's a week has gone by and like you just you don't think about it anymore. And you just like, what am I going to do now? And then you get this 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 call it says, mm. hey, son, yeah, you want to come play for the Carolina Panthers? Yeah. And, and then and then they're like you better believe I'm going to play for the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> oh my God. And then, so you get these, so you get the, the raw determination with people with a chip on their shoulder coming in. And, and yeah, I mean, certainly Aaron Rodgers still wears that chip. Um, mm. You know, whether it is like, you know, eventually getting drafted, but like waiting longer than you thought. Um, and not going to the team that, you know, were, was courting you for like the whole off season and then going with a different direction, completely blindsiding you. Yeah, like it's uh, it, it's something that motivates you. And, and I think that maybe somewhere out there it, that, that's fun to think about that somewhere out there. There's a player that's going to that's going to change the face of the league. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the amazing things about the draft to me. I just I, I find that really fascinating. And of course, you kind of can't talk about the NFL right now without talking about Aaron Rodgers. We talked about him just after the Super Bowl. You know, he did end up winning the MVP. Now there are that, you know, they, they kind of played with him a little bit. They were waiting to see what the Rams were doing. They picked up Max Stafford. Then, then they come out and say, oh, Aaron's our guy, Aaron's our guy. Aaron Rodgers has now come out and said that he does not want to play for the Green Bay Packers next year, that he would consider retirement unless he is traded. He's also been the guest host of Jeopardy, and he's fantastic at it, if I may say. I am, I'm a Jeopardy fan as well as an NFL fan, but I think Aaron Rodgers is elite on the field. He's also fantastic behind the podium. He's talked about kind of maybe peacing out and this would be it. He's coming off an MVP season. The Packers, have, I think, have botched this so much. What do you make of all this Aaron Rodgers drama? Well, I can tell you I'm sick of it. I'm really tired of Aaron Rodgers being dragged, like his name being dragged through the mud. But what a crossover, huh? Jeopardy in the NFL. Who saw that coming? I mean, it's another brilliant franchise move for both of them, right? <laughs> oh, my God. So, but yeah, no, uh, Aaron Rodgers was fantastic. I watched like clips of that and he was, he was, he was cool. Was he was, he was the cool. best one. He yeah, cool. he was cool. He was good yeah. at it. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So he's, um, you see, a, I've seen a pattern start to emerge with Aaron Rodgers, though. I will say this with his teammates in particular, 
something something goes wrong, something goes awry in the team, and then and then like Aaron Rodgers is said to be in the middle of all like everybody's arguing, and like Aaron Rodgers is upset and disc, you know, like his team is upset for him, and or he's yelling at the receivers, but not being like a, a really supportive guy. And then like the next thing you see is like a Aaron Rodgers going public and being like, relax, I got this, you know, like mm-hmm. everything's okay. You just need to chill out a little bit. And it's sort of like, okay, maybe we need to all just calm down. Maybe the media is blowing this out of proportion. You know, like you, you saw that happen over the years where he's always like relaxed, but he seemed somehow was always in the beginning of it. It was always the reason that like things were going wrong. Um, and then just like just now, you know, with the trading stuff, you know, at the at the opening of the draft, this like news dropped that Darren Rodgers wanted out. I don't know if that was his agent or if that was Rodgers himself that let that slip. It was like Adam Scheffner and Ian uh, Rappaport uh, breaking the news um, that he wanted out the day like day of the draft. So the only thing people were talking about after the draft was Aaron Rodgers. And even during the draft, if like a team would like trade away a draft pick to go get him. Um, so it's like all of this like hubbub about this guy and uh and 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 it was sort of like man like is this all happening again like he's he's aaron is upset they did you know they they drafted a quarterback behind him last year and that that is pretty darn disrespectful uh but it's uh there's some people can wear that and some people some people can just be like i don't care you know i'm gonna keep playing and aaron Rodgers, he was like i i don't care i'm gonna keep playing i'm gonna win the mvp but I'm still going to be real mad and upset about it. And everybody's worried if he's so mad and upset. And then like the next thing you see, he's wearing goofy hats at the Kentucky Derby, right. getting drunk with Tom Brady. You know, it's like, he's just like, oh, relax. It's his like relaxing. You know, his next big media stint was out at the Kentucky Derby, like chilling and being like, no, I'm not upset. Everybody thinks I'm so upset. I'm not upset. Look at relax. I'm at the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> you know, like, it's just like, oh man. So I just started seeing a pattern with him. That I'm not, you know, I I love Aaron Rodgers, the the quarterback, and I think he's an incredibly, incredibly good Jeopardy host, <laughs> incredibly good Jeopardy <laughs> host. But I just see this with his teammates and and his and his and his like and his coaching staff, which is what this is so weird about is that he's not. That this was always like with his wide receivers and all stuff like that. It was quietly like he was kind of a, kind of a to his wide receivers. Yeah. Um, and now it's like to his coach. His coach is 41 years old, Matt LaFleur, the bearded boy. And <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers is 37. So they're like, they, I think he just sort of, and he's been in Green Bay longer. And so Aaron Rodgers just like looks at him like eye to eye as opposed to like as a coach. And I think that maybe is a little bit of a the reason this, this clash is going for as long as it has and that it hasn't been fixed. It feels like it should have been, he won the MVP. Um, and he went, if, and you and you just said he went to the Kentucky Derby with Tom Brady. And do you think that Tom Brady actually is a factor in this story? I mean, he went to the Buccaneers and was able to dictate a lot of decisions that were able to happen at the top end. And there's been reports that Aaron has made suggestions to the Packers about ways that they should do things, or like you're talking about disappointment with wide receivers or whatever else. Do you think they're hesitant to listen to him? And he's looking over at Tom Brady, who's now at the Bucks, who's essentially a member of the front office. Do you think there's some? Not resentment there, but just kind of like, how do I get myself into a position where I'm dictating? Because I am such a crucial part of this team. I've I've been the life and soul of this team for the last, right. you know, however many years he's been there now. Do you think he he wants a bit more say in how things are going, and that's where the frustration is coming from? Yeah, I, I I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think as the league has gone on, that players have had more say about like the dealings of their teams in the past, and like Aaron Rodgers has every right to want to be able to do that like he he has earned the respect of any in any way he possibly can as a football player 
as as the league has, has evolved and it starts becoming like a front office thing like can we get this guy can i get more can i get more protection up front can i get like a better you know guard can i get what you know and now you're right like tom brady did kind of he was the kind of the poster child for it for it and i'll throw gronkowski in there as well gronkowski was rumored to be traded to the detroit lions so he's like so i retired i just retired i said that i'm i'm not i'm not i'm not playing football anymore and then magically unretired and ended up on the buccaneers you know like yeah. you know that's a that's a sneak so there was so that i mean now i think that might have been I don't know. I don't know. But it was the first time I had ever heard of that being done so shamelessly too. just like Gronkowski. And he like said it in an interview. He's just like, yeah, I just retired when I found out that the, the Lions wanted me and that the Patriots weren't going to keep me. And, and, you know, and then like Tom came over and said, would you, would you consider on retiring? He's like, I'm not retired. Of course I'll come back, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just so, you know, I can, so I can see that, right. Like the Packers front office, uh, Another great name, the the GM, the Brian Gutekunst. Uh, he's uh, he's the GM, and he said, "We are not trading." Aaron knows mm-hmm. we're not doing that. I have no idea if that's how he talks, but <laughs> he's uh, he's very very firm about it. And uh, and so, why would you trade Aaron Rodgers? I mean, it doesn't it doesn't make never, sense for them. He's got uh, he's only got one more year on his contract, and so you know you you wouldn't ever trade him. And and he's he's kind of calling their bluff. He's going to say that he's going to retire. I think it'll be yeah. really interesting to right. see how this plays out. And I think you know when you talk about biggest names in 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 the in football in my lifetime, I think of I kind of think of four guys. I think of Tom Brady. I think of John Elway. I think of Aaron Rodgers, and I think of Brett Favre. And I think yeah. what's interesting is Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre both on the Green Bay Packers, and it was and it feels like you know it's a while ago now, but there was all this. Oh, is Brett Favre going to come back to Green Bay? Is there something going on in Green Bay where they've they they've now had you know in the last 15 years two of the biggest names in the quarterback position and kind of fumbled with it is green bay in part responsible for the way they've botched their relationships with their quarterbacks that's an interesting question you're right it's a historic franchise like everybody knows the green bay packers and maybe that is because of the players that have come through there like specifically brett Favre and what he stood for because he was a great quarterback and was just kind of like a everybody loved Brett Favre, like the guy, like he was just a gunslinger, didn't care. And just like played that way, talk the talk, the talk and walk the walk. And that was, I mean, no, so who knows it, 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 green Bay put it like a historic tint to it. And green Bay is also uh, Lombardi, the Vince Lombardi, uh, right. he's head coach of green Bay Packers. Right. So they're just this historic team shrouded in the, in their history though. Like they, that almost, it feels like it might hold them back. Like their stadium is notoriously one of the worst stadiums to go to as an away team, or like even as a home team, like you walk out on these, like, you know, concrete floors in your cleats that were, that have been there since like the fifties, which is really cool. And, and, uh, you know, and paying homage to where they came from and how great that that franchise has been, but it's bogging them down in a way because you know, p- players have changed and like in uh, and, and like the conditions of the of the stadium are, are very subpar, but it's because it's so historic. We got to hold on to it. But, you know, so I don't know. There's there's a lot of like paying homage to the to the past going on that goes on in Green Bay. And some players feel like they're suffocated by like by it because they can hardly make a name for themselves as is. They can hardly get on a team, let alone like, am I going to leave an impact here? in a way that I might be able to leave an impact on the Buccaneers or like, but like the, or the Panthers, you know, we, we just, we don't, you know, I, there's, there's just like green Bay is historic, but it's no better than any other place to play. 
So I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you, I think that Brett Favre was kind of a wild card and he's, you kind of, you can't, you can't really look at him as, as any type of precedent um, as far as how, how he was treated because he just, his personality brought it on himself, like brought on that, 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 uh, that reaction, um, him just wanting out him just like wanting enough of this. And, and, you know, I think maybe Aaron is, is, is just also an individual who does want to do things his way and everybody knows that he's got the talent to like deserve to do it. That like, if he was given the opportunity, he'd probably be great at it. Being, being a long tenured, uh, uh, green Bay Packer, uh, you got to still respect uh, where you come from and not make demands like that. But really it's like a, like a modern league. Like a lot of players are getting, are getting the ability to do it, especially when you have the talent like Rogers has. T- did Green Bay mess it up? I'm not sure that they couldn't not have, you know, I, mm. I guess is what I ultimately said. It's just like, it's just who they are. And I think that these players just want out to make a name for themselves and to do it someplace else and to be separate from the, the image of Green Bay. Like Tom was set now is now separate from the image of, of the new England Patriots as a standalone talent. I think that, that, that yes, that Aaron Rodgers is probably craving a little bit of that to stand on his own two feet outside of the organization that has, you know, seen him for the last what, 2005, this last 16 years seasons. Well, it's, it's a tough one. It's either he's either going to be thrown on football pads or he's going to have shoulder pads on behind the podium in the Jeopardy studio. <laughs> if, if you ha- I mean, I think there are so many factors at play and I, th- I don't yeah. even think there's any ch- point really guessing, but if you had to guess, do you think he's playing next season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's playing next season. I, I think he's playing next season. Absolutely. And I, I no, don't know where he's playing football next season because I think that the, that Green Bay might not want to bring back a nuclear situation into their locker room. But I think he's got after the season he had. I think it'd be it'd be a it'd be a real loss to the entirety of the league if he doesn't play somewhere. I agree. I agree. And but us as fans, it's it's we all win. Whoever loses here, we oh, we're all we're winning win. now. Look at this drama. They love it. They love <laughs> yeah, draft day. They talk the about drama. one of the biggest guys, and and it affected the draft. I think it affected the draft yeah. in a matter. Well, I think it did. The, it came out. It came out right day of the draft. I can't day believe, of the draft. I can't believe that it was almost too perfect. There are so the many factors at play. I think the Broncos could have taken a QB in that first round and didn't because of the potential that that Aaron Rodgers could be going there. So, a lot of factors at play. Any final thoughts on the NFL draft or the upcoming season? Anything you think we we uh, we missed in this? Anything you want to oh, say, Darren? I think we I think we had a pretty succinct interview here, didn't we? I think we covered it pretty, pretty <laughs> solidly. Yeah, not bad at all. Hey, yeah. mate, I really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks. Of course, Johnny. Anytime. Thanks again to Derek for joining the show, talking NFL draft, talking NFL. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. Be sure to follow me at AABritPod on Instagram and Twitter. And keep listening here on the All-American Brit Podcast on the Believe Podcasting Network. I am your host, Johnny McEwen, and until next time, take care. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.